I'm Vince Anderson. I'm Fabrizio Zangarelli, and you're listening to Life's a Pitch. So I heard from a bird that you had a very interesting experience getting here at the airport. Maybe you met an interesting person who helped you out. I got to be honest. I was like a godsend. We met um, a very, very kind woman named Jen. We had a bit of time before we could get a bus up to Munising from the airport. And um, I'd overheard a very nice woman talking about the ice festival on the plane. And um, Vince and I were excited to try and find, not spend a bunch of hours at the airport. So um, I just went up to her and said, are you going to the ice fest? And she said, well, not really. Uh, why? And I said, you know, our, our transportation dilemma. And she said, oh, no problem. I'll drive you. But it, it was hard for me to, I'm not used to that kind of generosity. And I mean, we have kind hearted people, but by all means in Colorado, um, but this person lived a half an hour away from here, this lady, and she offered us a ride. I'm like, whoa, like, what's the deal? Like, this is kind of a little weird, man. Who does that? Later, when we arrived at her car, she said, in exchange, you know, could you help me dig out the car? And, and so we helped her dig it out. She'd been gone for like a week. Mm -hmm. um, but the, uh, and all she had was a pair of snowshoes. So we were, me and Fabrizio were out there like digging out her car with the snowshoes. Well, it was pretty fun. I couldn't believe how deep it drifted in, like up to her hood from the whatever amount of snow plus the winds. And then she took us to her house, like half an hour away from here, to drop some stuff off. And then very kindly drove an extra hour in the night with like terrible roads to bring us here. And it was... Um, you know, it shows like the community, the, the how much locals care about what's going on around them. And it was actually really kind, to be honest with you. Welcome to Life's a Pitch. I'm Lucas Westcott. Over the five days of Michigan Ice Fest, I get to talk with a lot of people from all over the world. All of them have a story of how and why they ended up in Munising, Michigan on Valentine's Day weekend. On today's episode, we're going to recap some of the best stories I heard at Michigan Ice Fest in 2019. Vince and Fabrizio's story is a classic example of Uber culture, and it touches on the biggest story of the 2019 festival, the weather. Munising got record snows during Ice Fest weekend, and Fabrizio and Vince weren't the only ones with interesting stories about trying to get to the fest. Uh, can you say your name for me? My name is Troy Martin, and I'm from Appleton, Wisconsin. So, uh, tell me a little bit about your drive up. Okay, so I live in Appleton, so that's normally about a four-hour uh, drive, but I saw, obviously, we got a winter storm happening, and probably by the time I left Tuesday morning, there's probably seven or eight inches of snow on the ground at home, and it actually took me about seven hours to drive here. Um, Actually, the worst part was just visibility. The windshield wipers just couldn't get the snow and ice off, and there was a couple times between Marinette and Escanaba where I almost literally couldn't see anything. <laughs> it's just like suck your breath in and, uh, and pray there's nobody stopped in front of you. So, As it turns out, this wasn't Troy's first run-in with the weather at Ice Fest. So the first time uh, was four years ago. 
didn't know anything about this place or the climbing other than I'd just seen a post on, on Facebook. So last minute signed up to come. It was uh, first day here was 17 degrees below zero. <laughs> and we were in the shade the entire day. But you know, um, it was a it was a pretty awesome uh, opening experience. Uh, made some some great friends that I've now climbed around the world with. Yeah, and obviously I keep coming back. So Troy was planning to meet his friend and climbing buddy Mike from Oregon at the festival, but winter weather prevented Mike from making it out. But as it turned out, it was an opportunity for Troy to expand his tribe. My main climbing partner, Mike Heedy, uh, lives in Portland. Um, we've climbed all over the place together, and this is my fourth year at Ice Fest, and I've been talking this thing up. He's never ice climbed. He's a California boy, so he's not totally psyched with the snow and ice, but had never ice climbed and wanted to do it, and so finally convinced him to come up here this year. But unfortunately, there was also a winter storm uh, in the Pacific Northwest, and I'm totally bummed he's not here. Um, so I'm representing for us today. <laughs> And but, you said you've uh, met some other people from your neck of the woods that made it here Yeah, it's, weather? Yeah, it's kind of funny because um, I was doing this intro class with Mike because he'd never done it before. And uh, so now I was kind of flying solo today. And so I met uh, another climber from Oshkosh um, who's hanging out. And he's by himself, so we've kind of bonded already. And so um, it's always good to, to expand the crew a little bit. i got a couple more friends from the Fox Valley coming up uh, tonight. Um, and we're going to climb together uh, the next couple days. So, yeah, and hopefully Alex can join us. So, but, you know, if there's one good thing about being an alpinist from Wisconsin, it's that you're used to the weather. You know, snow, ice, and cold doesn't bother us. You know, we may not have the, the altitude or the mountains, but we certainly know how to survive in less than uh, ideal conditions. I met Daniel Mundy and Jessica Schmidt at the Curtains on Wednesday afternoon and their drive up from Cincinnati was an adventure in itself. And then they got to the Mackinac Bridge. Uh, tell me about your travel story. Um, it was pretty awesome uh, until we got closer and closer to Munising. Um, you know, it's a 10-hour drive. We came up in August to uh, kayak the Lake Superior and check out the Pitcher Rocks, and we do a lot of climbing at the Red River Gorge, and we heard about Ice Fest, so we wanted to come check it out. Um, first time up here doing ice climbing, and. You know, the further north we got, the, wor the worse the weather got. Um, you know, we got here and they had to shut down the bridge. The bridge was shut down for several hours yesterday. And, you know, you got 10-foot piles of snow. And it's just, it's a, it's a different world up here, man. It's crazy. So when you got to the bridge, it was closed. So then what did you do? Well, we had to uh, kind of scramble around. And luckily, we found a room. I mean, it was, it, we grabbed one of the very last rooms at the Hamilton Inn, so uh, the Holiday Inn up there was already booked, and I think those were the only two that were open, so we got kind of lucky. And then, so, then you got on the road this morning, what was that like? The road this, the roads this morning, that was the uh, harshest weather I've ever driven in. It was pretty wild, um, you know, this, the streets were covered with snow. To be honest though, with, with how much it's snowing, they do a really good job keeping it clean. I mean, you've seen the trucks out working, but they can only do so much. It, it was pretty wild, it was pretty wild. 
Yeah. There are a lot of trucks out. The only cars that we saw out <laughs> yeah. were trucks. Yeah, so we we had to head out at 5 a.m. We were still two and a half hours away from uh, Munising, so, uh, you know, we, we were the only cars out other than the truck, so it was kind of scary, too. It was dark, and you could only see about 10 feet in front of you, you know? Um, and there was a couple spots, like when the wind picked up, where it even got worse, where I was going like five miles an hour. <laughs> As it turns out, there was one other thing that was bringing Jessica and Daniel back to Munising. We went to Tracy's. And how was it? It was the best dinner that I ever had in my life. Yes, hands down, best dinner I've ever had. We got the filet there. It's the best steak you'll ever have in your life, hands down. Yeah, we... We found it just like on a whim too. Like I just Googled like restaurants, nice restaurants around close to us. We were staying at the Paddlers Village um, back in August and that was the first one that came up and it was, you know, almost a five five star rating, four point something stars. And we're and we're like, hey, let's just check this out. And we're big foodies too. So we so we're all about like finding goods, places to eat. And when we ate there, we would have just came back. If we if we didn't like Munising which we're in love with menacing, but if we didn't like it, honestly, we would have just came back just to eat at Tracy's one more time and get that filet. I'm dead serious. Not even joking. <laughs> awesome. Have you had the filet? I have not, I have not had the filet. Smokes. Seriously. You have it, to try it. Yeah, so I get filet and lobster everywhere. I know how to eat, but that filet was the best filet I've ever had in my life. Not even kidding. Like, there's not a close second. And the desserts are really good too. What'd you have for dessert? The creme brulee. Oh, word. Yeah, which I've never had that before, but oh my gosh. Yeah, they were amazing. fancy desserts. I don't even know how to pronounce them. <laughs> <laughs> they were good though. It's a long haul for most people to get up to Munising for Michigan Ice Fest. But after I talked with Braden Highland, I got a whole new appreciation for what it means to make the long trip up to Munising. Hi. Good night. Could you say your name for me? My name is Braden Highland. And where are you coming from? I came from Australia. So it's a long way around the other side of the world <laughs> where there's not much ice. There is a little bit though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and is it fair to say that you came to the States to come here? Ah, uh, for this trip, yeah. Yep, just purely for the Michigan Ice Fest and ice climbing around this region. Can you tell me about how you discovered this place? Munising. Um, well, a couple of years ago, I was here for a few months in the States, traveling from Colorado all up through the Rockies and in Wyoming and um, and I yeah heard about the Michigan Ice Fest and I thought I'd come out and have a look and yeah came I think that was 2015 and came here and I loved it and I thought it was absolutely amazing ice and yeah I've come back a few times now and I think it's one of the really rad place. Braden is a serious climber. Back home he serves as one of the head climbing guides in the Grampians which is considered to be one of the best places in the world to rock climb. Given that he climbs in a superlative place on a daily basis and could go anywhere to climb, why come to Munising? Look, I think, you know, there's ice climbing all over the world and like 
you know, there's alpine ice and these big, steep, um, multi-pitch ice routes, and everything's amazing. And I think, you know, Munising and the whole of Upper Peninsula here, like this lakeshore ice is something that you don't get anywhere else. Um, you know, these pillars that, you know, fall off the cliff line, and it gets weathered by the, you know, these Arctic winds that blow in. Um, so it's a style, you know, that's, I think, spectacular um, that you just don't get anywhere else. So, you know, it's no better or worse than anywhere else, and a lot of people don't really know about it, but I think it's a style that is absolutely remarkable. Um, you know, you can go out, just ski along the lake edge and climb these beautiful pillars of solid, you know, grade five ice. Um, and yeah, it's just awesome. Like you've got a great view and, you know, going out to Grand Island on any curtains out there, like it's line after line and, you know, you can try to name things or grade it, but, you know, you just go one after the other and it's just spectacular and it's, you know, it's beautiful, <laughs> but like, I think it's just world-class ice. One of the highlights of the 2019 Fest was a joint Saturday evening presentation by father and son, John and Jess Roskelly, chronicling many of their most epic first ascents. The Roskellys were around all weekend, leading workshops, including one with Barry Blanchard and Vince Anderson, and talking with participants. I didn't get a chance to sit down and interview the Roskellys at Michigan Ice Fest, but I spoke briefly with both of them, and like so many of the people at Ice Fest that I talked to, they were both friendly and down to earth. If you didn't know about their incredible accomplishments, you'd think they were like every other person at the fest, just two people stoked to be in Munising on a great weekend for ice climbing. In April, Jess Roskelly was killed in an avalanche in the Canadian Rockies. He was 36. In the days after the incident, there was an outpouring from the climbing community. One thing that stood out to me was while people made mention of Jess's incredible accomplishments, they talked much more about how he personally had touched their lives, how he'd been there when they needed him, how he inspired them, how, as much as he was a world-class climber, he was a world-class person. In 2018, I interviewed Jess's friend, climbing, and business partner, Ben Erdman. We'll leave you today with Ben Erdman telling the story of his first first ascent in Alaska's Kachatna Spires with Jess Roskelly. Yeah. yeah, it's this region called the Kachatna Spires. And it's this really wild inholding of granite. It's like like this whistling gun notch of granite towers in the whole barrier of the Alaska Range where the weather patterns seem to all funnel right through these mountains. And so it makes them some of the most inhospitable and difficult to climb in, not just because the technical aspect of how sheer the walls are there, but because the weather tends to be so difficult. Just to fly in there, you need a weather window that only happens usually once a month. Everything is very technical and there hasn't been a whole lot of climbing that's been done there. And there's just a huge amount of exploratory and first ascent climbing potential there. And I've been back into that range on six expeditions and then twice that many just in reconnaissance missions, taking bush flights around and, and really figuring out just how to 
crack the code of getting into the Kachatnas, just where to land on the glaciers and how to navigate the weather patterns and, and just how to figure out how to even start the climbs there. Nonetheless, go and put up a new route. The first climb that I had ever done there was huge. It was with a dear friend of mine, Jess Roskelly, and we had just met recently before that, and it was the first climb we had ever gone on together. And we put up a, a really technical grade six climb where we had to climb ice to a, a giant rock face and then traverse this entire rock face to get up to it. So it took every technique being able to, to be able to summit this mountain and it just completely opened up both of our love of, of what was going on there and also refining just how to climb there because the light and fast method of alpine climbing just so speaks to that region because these storms roll in with such consistency and, and ferocity that you have to be able to almost sneak between the storms before they realize you are even there. We climbed, uh, we climbed the east face of the citadel and, uh, and put up this line in a 72-hour push of nonstop movement, and we down-climbed the north ridge, so we, we essentially went up and over the entire mountain, and we went down this ridge and circled back to our camp and all of us had gotten exposed so much to the cold having just gone through the night and, and weathered through so much there that we all had a pretty significant like you know frostbite damage to both our toes and our fingers in that way and and I remember just being so hungry getting back down to our camp and we all ate eight pounds of bacon we like immediately cooked the rest of the bacon we had and we had about a hundred tortillas and we sopped up every single drop of the grease with the tortillas and we were just so loving all of it but I remember that night just feeling like my arteries thump and rolling in my sleeping bag with the swine sweats and and just feeling like my skin was crawling from him and it was so funny to come out of there because when we left the next day and the plane came and picked us up it was minus 20 inside the cockpit of the plane in the afternoon sun it really opened up our eyes into what was possible there and at that point we had been climbing down in Patagonia really working on this style working on refining this like leaving everything behind and just running as fast as we can just climbing up these walls and like having our speed be the safety factor in our climbs because we have less time exposed in, into the objective hazards and the dangers of the mountains out there. And it was really like the first kind of culmination of bringing that style back home for Jess and I. And, and it was just incredibly rewarding to do. Thanks for listening to this episode of Life's a Pitch. Life's a Pitch is made possible with support from our friends at the North Face. With a reputation for some of the harshest winter weather in the lower 48, the Upper Peninsula of Michigan requires, no, insists, that you be prepared. Greet the howling winds of Lake Superior with gear from our friends at the North Face. Designed for those who constantly pursue their own limits, the North Face has expedition-proven 
and athlete-inspired designs that will help ensure you're prepared for whatever winter weather Lake Superior can dish out. Be sure to stop by the North Face booth at IceFest 2020 to see all their latest products, and while you're at it, say hi to this year's featured athlete, Conrad Anker. The North Face is a proud sponsor of Michigan IceFest. Music for today's episode, titled Back to the Woods, comes from Jason Shaw, under an attribution share-alike 2.0 license. Check out Jason Shaw and his website, audionautics.com. That's A-U-D-I-O-N-A-U-T-I-X.com. Or check him out on the Free Music Archive. Thanks for listening to this episode of Life's a Pitch. Look for Life's a Pitch on all your favorite podcast platforms. Check us out at Michigan Ice Fest website and on social media at the Michigan Ice Fest Facebook and Instagram. Life's a Pitch is a production of Michigan Ice Fest and Frozen Wombat Productions. Executive producers Bill Thompson and Matt Abbots. I'm Lucas Westcott. Remember to subscribe and tell a friend. We'll see you next time.